everybody out there in music video land and welcome to another special edition of This Week in Music Videos, the music video land podcast brought to you by your super good friends at imbdb.com, uh, the internet music video database. This is a podcast where we talk about music videos of the week um, and other general music video topics. My name is Adam and with me, as usual, is the Don't Ever Talk to Me and My Son Again uh, person who... <laughs> Taught me about that vine or that that meme, Mr. Doug Klinger. Doug, how are you, Doug? Uh, dude, super good. Adam, fuck Donald Trump. Indeed, uh, Doug. So I'm gonna put that vine in, in the show notes. Which one, my vine? Your um, vine with the, where you're saying. Well, you you, you say it because you have a you have a kind of. A, well, don't ever talk to me or my son again. Yeah, but you have a little bit. It, it, you make it into a kind of a song. I do. Why don't we just uh, play the audio? Okay, ready? Here we go. Let's listen to it right now. So I was, so like this, you know, on the way to work this morning, I was just like, just like kind of like thinking and all of a sudden I realized I was like repeating, don't ever talk to me and my son again, like over and over in my head. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then I realized it was your vine. And then I was like, oh, this is, I don't, I don't know what this is, but I, so I Googled it and then I was introduced to the world of that, that meme. And now yeah. I'm a happy, happier person for it. What are your thoughts on that meme? <laughs> uh, you know what? Memes are getting weirder and weirder and I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah. I'm uh, all about <laughs> So, and then, uh, speaking of getting weirder and weirder, uh, with us in the podcast from North of the Wall, a fringe music fix, uh, Mr. Adam Alexander. Adam, how are you? Well, I'm not too bad considering Adam, but uh, but we did uh, lose uh, another weird uh, fellow today. Uh, we lost another uh, super weird pop idol. Uh, I know, Prince. China. Oh, sorry. It, yeah, nah, yeah, well, her, her as well. <laughs> they're, right. they're both uh, China and Prince are in weird heaven right now. <laughs> they're definitely weird. They're, yes, yes. Um, yeah, we're recording this on April 21st, and uh, th- the news broke around lunchtime. It was one of those things that's always kind of interesting where everybody kind of stops and flips their shit for a minute uh, about news. And which is kind of, it doesn't happen that often, but like I, I like got back from, from lunch and I looked on my Twitter and it, it did, it was like two seconds ago at CNN breaking news. And I was like, oh guys, it's Prince, Prince side. And what I, do you, what do you do if you already know? And then somebody at work comes up to you and is like, oh shit, Prince died. What do you do or say that, to that? So that happened. So I'd like, I, I had, you know, a one o'clock hour long meeting and I got into it knowing that Prince died, but I didn't want to open the meeting by saying, hey, everybody, Prince died, and just kind right. of bum everybody out. But then halfway through, everybody found out. And I was like, yeah, he, he died like half an hour ago. I knew that. And I and I kind of looked like a little bit of a dick. And I was, yeah. It was, it, I just didn't know how to handle that. Cause I, it's tough. It's, it's the same kind of thing of like when somebody sends you a, a meme you've already seen. Or yeah, like a you, or a vine or a vine you've already seen. I got I I there's something about me I got to tell people. I can't be like oh no. Uh, I can't be like oh wow Charlie, look at Charlie biting his finger. Like yeah. just get excited about it like I'd never <laughs> seen it before. Unless maybe it's like, unless maybe it's my like my mom or somebody you know. But if it's like somebody who. I know has a Twitter account, <laughs> then uh, and a, or a Vine account. Then I gotta let them know. I, I've been there. What, like you gotta, you gotta keep it real. Ago. Yeah, weeks ago. Sometimes somebody like somebody like after the whole what are those things tried to be like, yo, have you seen this? What are those things? And it's almost like, yo, I can't even talk to you anymore, bro. That's what I said to her. 
it, it's it's a can be seen as a position of weakness of yeah. being shown something you haven't seen before because I think we're all expected to kind of have seen everything. Yeah, right. Um, so I did is I got a I got a Prince died. I got, I got like so I was just sitting there and someone goes, "Oh shit, Doug," and I just went, "Yeah, I know Prince, right? Fuck." <laughs> And you didn't even know he died. You were just kind of taking. You were just yeah. I just I just go best. with that. Yeah, yeah. It was going to be that or Gerald Ford. I was going to be like, oh fuck, right. <laughs> Gerald Ford died. Uh, I can't believe it. Gerald Ford de- dead already. Oh, I think you're. So you probably have I some am, late memories of that SNL skit. Tri- well, sketch I 100 percent am referencing that. I'm 100 percent referencing that Dana Carvey SNL sketch. Yeah, and where he, he's uh, Tom Brokaw. He is dead. He died in 2006. Uh, but that um, sketch is prior to 2006. It, oh yeah, it is when he was still alive. Uh, Gerald Ford dead today <laughs> at the age of 43. That's a little bit. It wouldn't be 43 because anyway, too far down this road. Uh, Bring it back out, Prince. Prince memes, Prince. So, so what do you? What do you? Uh, what kind of like stares and and looks were you getting when you when you did that? When you're like, oh yeah, half hour ago I knew that. I have Twitter. Um, well, I was with some people. I think were. Well, I had to. I had to admit something to everybody, and that's what's where I got the looks. And I had to admit that <clears throat> I don't know a lot of Prince songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I know maybe two. Purple Rain. No, wait. When Doves Cry and yeah, Purple Rain. I'd see. I, if you ask me to, to to hum Purple Rain, I I know there's a song called Purple Rain, but I don't know. And this is nothing. Not to say that I don't love Prince. For for me, Prince always had a like. He has an incredibly extensive catalog of yeah. just released stuff. He has a lot more apparently that's not released. But you look at his like discography. It is like. I think it's 38 albums, full studio albums. It's insane. So it's just, it was always, to me, seemed like too much to really dig into. Yeah, because Prince you, is you probably before, before our time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you probably know, uh, but he, he's one of those artists where you probably know more songs than you think you know. I, I would think that you could hear probably a good two dozen and you'd know them, but not from the title. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, you're probably right about that for sure. Yeah, I probably don't know the actual titles. Um, right. What I uh, what I think everybody knows about Prince, uh, like visually, is probably his when when Dubs Cry music video in the bathtub, which is sort of one of those classic '80s music videos. And you know, I still I still lack that real like solid reference. Ah, uh, you so you for probably me. missed a lot of like best of VH1. Uh, music video countdown. Yeah, hundred percent. To me, for like, I mean, I obviously understand, what, you know, that that Prince was foundational and 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 was a um, kind of like a music hero for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, this was he. It was definitely before my time, and and I also like it. Just seemed like such a big nut to crack that I never kind of tried. Um, but so for me, like looking back, the 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 biggest Prince memory for me is just like the the whole name thing. Mm-hmm. And then he was like the artist and the artist formerly known as and how weird that was that like his real name was Prince, but he wasn't for a period of time, like allowed to be called by his own name and all that. So like that was just uh, that's like the, the still the strongest memory um, for me. But um, and, yeah. and part of it, part of it is because, you know, the way I walk down uh, and like and like. One way people kind of are able to like learn about music that happened before their time is to go and look at the music videos of those artists to kind of get that fuller picture than to just listen to the songs. And Prince's music videos are, are for the most part, not on the Internet. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this was, you know, when somebody dies unexpectedly, and I think it was not uh, expected, but there had been a little bit of Prince news. You might remember a few days ago that it made news when his private jet landed in somewhere in Iowa or somewhere in the Midwest uh, because he was having flu-like symptoms and needed, you know, immediate medical attention. And, and that kind of was a news blip for, for a little bit. And then um, he reappeared a few days later, and, and so this was... Pretty unexpected, but after that, you get all these like articles, like these think pieces. Everybody needs to have the article kind of announcing that Prince is dead, and then some sort of like take on it, you know. Um, and a lot of the take was, hey, you know, in this era, you know, everybody goes on Twitter, or at least a lot of the people that we know go on Twitter, see people tweeting about this, and then they go to like Spotify or uh, you know their music app of choice to find. The music of that person and, and maybe, you know, dig into a best, you know, best of if they weren't really like, you know, very familiar with the catalog. And, and in Prince's case, uh, the only place you can find his music is Tidal. Uh, mm-hmm. That is literally the only place online. Prince was very well known for being somebody who was very, very much against uh, any sort of bootleg stuff. He hated Apple and Apple Music in terms of what they paid artists. Uh, hated mm-hmm. Spotify even more. Loved Tidal because of the, you know, business plan of paying artists. So, uh, and the, you know, that trickles down in music videos. So you, it's it's kind of funny. Like I don't know if you guys have seen all these articles where it's like. <laughs> You know, because people are searching Prince music videos, and the, art, the title of the article is like Prince music videos, and then the first line is like, none of his videos are on, are online, but here's like a bunch of like shitty live videos. Yeah, right. There's one. So, um, uh, Spike Lee's production company, Forty Acres and a Mule, I think it might be called. Um, they have a Vimeo account, and they uploaded a video that Spike Lee directed. For Prince in 1992, um, uh, a dollar don't matter tonight, something like that. What is it called? Money don't matter tonight. Let's just look. Uh, Money don't matter tonight. Um, uh, Spike Lee uploaded. That's a Vimeo today, uh, and that's and and it's like the audio only comes through the left side, and it's like. <laughs> And it's and this is like the official like this is Spike Lee's official Vimeo account like he he released um, one of his films through Vimeo on demand last year and this was the account that it came through um, uh, and um, so yeah so this is like basically the one video I know that Spike Lee made it's that that um, the one Prince music video that I could find that I could find online was uploaded eight hours ago. Uh, Prince is <laughs> Prince is Prince is not in it. Um, Prince is not in it. It's like a basically, uh, it's like a very political music video. It's from 1992, so it talks a lot about like George Bush Senior, and it talks about. Um, uh, it's got like, interestingly enough, some images of Donald Trump in there, uh, and it was a music video that I don't think ever played on MTV, according to the Wikipedia article that I read today. It was like deemed too political or something. Uh, but anyway, it's like, um, and oh, and it's got like really, really bad scrolling text in it um, throughout. Like the lyrics will just over, like just like over top. Like it'll look like a like a. Um, Windows 98 screensaver scrolling text <laughs> over top. Uh, but anyway, like, it's just like a really bad Prince music video. And the thing is, like, 
you know, when David Bowie died, like you, people were sharing all of his music videos all over the place. And right now, for for Prince, it's basically just these photos of him that people right. keep sharing. Uh, it just like the and and um, it just it's interesting and also really really unusual and it, like I don't know how often that this type of thing is going to happen because going forward, an artist not not having their music videos and music on the internet is just not going to exist, and so uh, it's it's going to be very rare. Um, that, that we're going to like be in this situation again. And it's so unique. Somebody who was such like a fantastic visual performer and uh, like being so like inaccessible right now is, is very interesting. I'm hard pressed to think of uh, like, there are some other artists who kind of, uh, prefer to keep their content off of streaming services, but I can't think of another artist who's gone to the extent of not making their music videos available on YouTube. That's like an extreme example and just kind of reinforcing what Doug said. We're probably not going to see that uh, very often, if ever again. So it's, uh, I think, a very unique situation. And uh, so you guys may remember, um, not so long ago on this podcast, we actually talked about a new Prince video. Do you, can anybody name me the title of that video? Wasn't it like wasn't it the, his a band though? It wasn't like Prince proper, but it was no, no, him. It was Prince. Oh, all remember, right. Remember uh, Breakfast Can Wait? Oh yeah, right. right. Yes, right. Um, and that was uh, that. That was legit released on Vimeo, I believe. No, sorry, sorry. V- uh, Vivo. Vivo. Um, uh, guess what? Ain't there now? Not there now. I was shocked that I, I went to <laughs> Prince's page on our site and and uh, wow. got what I expected, which is a list of music videos that didn't have any sources. Um, and I was like, well, for sure, this last music video is here that we talked about and was online. Surely it cannot be, have been taken down, and there we go. Um, so this is... The behind, oh, the, scenes, the behind the scenes is still live. <laughs> it well, is. It, it's funny that um, you know the, one of the last times Prince appeared alive in public um, that people saw him was at a record store called The Electric Fetus in downtown uh, Madison, uh, Wisconsin, no, not Madison, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, um, for, uh, you know, I think it was like national record day or something. Um, record he, store day. yeah, record store day. He, he you know, made an appearance and went and, uh, like kind of like shopped for records. I mean, he was an like a very old school, like I, maybe old school isn't the right term, but he was very much on the side of like, I make the music, you pay for the music and I get a cut of the music. Uh, not, none of this streaming bullshit. Mm -hmm. And, um, there was, I've also seen a lot of things today saying, you know, how, uh, Taylor Swift and Adele are the kind of like carrying the mantle of, of, uh, Prince in that they're refusing to appear on streaming services that don't uh, properly pay them. So he, I mean, aside from losing somebody who was a great, you know, artist, uh, undeniably an American musical legend, we've also lost somebody who was a really passionate voice going back. God, the whole Prince symbol thing was 93, 23, you know, years ago, which is incredible. Mm. Um, Going back as far as we can remember being a voice of... Um, you know, artists, you know, rights for back, lack of a better term. Right. Um, I do think, though, the Taylor Swift Adele thing, um, I think that they, uh, I don't know how, like, if, like, I think the idea of streaming they would get on board with if the money was right. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I don't, like, 
Prince, it might have been a little bit purer. I don't, I don't know for sure. It's hard to say. Um, but I feel like I feel like Taylor Swift and Adele, the, it just feels like they're they're holding out for, for money that they'll probably eventually get. <clears throat> I think in the in the climate, because there's just there's an audience in this place that's defined and they're not elsewhere. Um, I think when Prince was doing it, um, it was like it was almost a situation where um, like it was it, it was just it seemed like it was more risky to be because it was like through this one way or nothing, you know what I mean? And so to like be kind of to to not really um you know, like to to be holding out on certain certain things then uh I feel like it was a was a more difficult um stance to take. And he, and his personality was basically to be defiant of of structure and in general and just sort of do things his own way. Um, and change his name and et cetera, et cetera, all kinds of things that were just like, you know, him sort of countering what people felt like he should do, right? So keeping stuff off streaming services is similar in that way. And another interesting thing that happened today was that MTV stopped the programming and they played Prince music videos for a few, I think for an hour and a half. All day, I believe. Uh, uh, yeah, and I think uh, BET did as well. Um, they basically just stopped their, their programming and, and started playing music videos, which uh, really, you know, is an unprecedented move, at least the first time I've heard it in a few years from, for MTV. But, you know... They do do that. They have done, like, a 24-hour... Like, they gave MTV, or, excuse me, Eminem 24 hours once, and they gave Human Giant 24 hours once. So, like... Mm shutting down their programming for things, but it's usually something that's like planned months in ahead and they right. have 24 hours planned. So, uh, it is, it is unique in this sense. But it, you know, that got me thinking that, you know, when MTV was playing, uh, when doves cry or little red Corvette or any number of, you know, music videos that made Prince, you know, extremely popular in the eighties. I mean, they weren't paying him for that either. That was essentially an exposure thing. And it, it, it it's interesting that, you know, um, how different it is now. Uh, now, if Prince put, put out a music video, and maybe that's the reason. Um, you know, when Prince put out a music video in the 80s, um, it was for pure exposure. MTV did not pay artists for videos. Um, they were essentially getting free programming. And I guess there was the deal was a little bit cleaner in those days. And now with, with Vivo, you know, you have most of the money going to you know, record labels. So mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that was his kind of beef with the music videos. Cause we've seen a ton of articles and think pieces about his issue with streaming services, but nothing really clear cut around why uh, Vivo has nothing. And uh, uh, probably be because if you're going to be on Vivo, you need to be on one of the major record labels. He's not on Warner brothers famously. And, um, and if he was on Warner brothers, then uh, as we know from the current, uh, you know, revenue models, uh, Warner Brothers would be getting most of the revenue from those streams of his music. So it, it does make sense in a, in a way. He was originally on Warner Brothers is who owned the name Prince, right? Right. Is that okay? But I, I, I believe that something was worked out because obviously he's gone by Prince for, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but And uh, I actually saw like um, at the Warner Brothers office, I saw a picture posted and they have like, they put out like a big mural of Prince in the oh, yeah. In the outside or in the lobby or something, and you know, yeah, it's kind of like how can you be mad at Prince? He was one of the last artists I think that were we kind of excused 
basically anything that he wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, one thing I learned today that kind of shocked me is that the famous uh, Charlie Murphy, uh, Dave Chappelle show mm-hmm. sketch was actually, I, I just assumed when I saw that originally when it came out that Charlie Murphy was making up that story. Um, no, I heard it was. It's true, right? And, and I was shocked to hear it was true. Yeah, because it is so insane. I mean, I'm sure some of it is, you know, Dave Chappelle, uh, you know, but it, yeah, the, the Charlie Murphy element of it, uh, I, 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 I did hear is true. I, you know, that was back, back when the Chappelle Show DVDs and they had the director's commentary and stuff. And that's one thing I remember from that is that that's an that's an actual that's an actual story, uh, which is remarkable. It really the, there has there have been some there have been some really fun um, print stories that have come out. There's one that I saw circulating around that um, Shaq tells about uh, just I mean they're they're all like you know they all have just like these fantastic elements and they all you know either involve like just Prince being like unbelievably talented at something that is not related to any of the things you expect him to be talented at or, and eccentric at, in those things like the, like the Charlie Murphy basketball story. Um, or, uh, they just are revolve around it. Like women just being, you, you know, like him just being surrounded by like a, a crazy amount of women at all times, just like feeding him grapes and like, <laughs> st- like standing like literal human statues and, and that kind of thing. And that's what uh, the Shaq story uh, kind of t- revolves around. So anyway, they're all, they're all, all those stories are fun, fun to read. It's an, an, it's an unfortunate thing, but um, it's also not e- uh, equally unfortunate, but it is unfortunate that like we can't right now, enjoy the his music videos and and kind of reflect on his career in that way and you know it's not a it's not his problem it's obviously like um a problem with artists not being compensated appropriately and and music videos are an even grayer area than um the the songs themselves i feel like and so but it is it is unfortunate i think maybe we'll get them i think i feel like you know, if if uh, if um, Snapchat can put a racist Bob Marley filter because uh, <laughs> and, and, and that is like licensed Bob Marley, by, like by by the estate of Bob Marley or whatever, uh, that you know, his musical. It, it was just like it's David Bowie died, and then and then ten commercials had David Bowie songs in them immediately after. Uh, it's just like as soon as that one, you know, as soon as the really strong, passionate person isn't there, suddenly, so you know, suddenly we suddenly we see all these music videos online. Are you really gonna be like, oh, why did this happen? <laughs> like, how did how did this happen? Uh, I wonder know. who controls the stakes. I don't think he had. I know he had, a, you know, tragically a son that died very early um, in his life, just a few weeks old. But I don't think they have a. Um, he has a, a an heir, so to speak. Um, yeah. Whenever I think of Prince, I always think of the Kanye West lyric from Stronger, when he says, uh, "How long?" You know, he's talking about a length of time, and he says, "Since since Prince was on Apollonia," and I remember that being the first like lyric I looked up on Rap Genius because I was like Apollonia. Then I then I I got got educated. Mm-hmm. Apollonia Cotero. Um, mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll cut that out. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. That wasn't what that was meant to. 
that was not what that was not what I was implying that you that you were telling a dumb story. It was just like it was a I don't know what that was. It was I didn't expect you to say that, and so uh, you you remember, you know the liquor I'm talking about? Yeah, right? yeah. Avalonia. All right. Anyway, um, too many imp- too many impressions for me on this. <laughs> you did a, what, wait, what impression did you do just before that? That I did. Um, I did an impression of Dana Carvey doing an impression. That's right. Oh, that was oh. pretty good, actually. Uh, that's that pretty bad. That was that was one of the skits that's sticky. The, the, Adam, do you remember that skit when Dana Carvey was <laughs> there? He was Tom Broca, and they're all trying to go on vacation, so they tried to do it all the news. <laughs> Which is kind of like a funny premise now because that's obviously kind of like patently insane that in a 24-hour news environment that you would be able right. to pre-tape, you know, evening news stuff. But back yeah. then. This was at a time when it was basically just the evening news. But it, I think it was also, though, I think that came from like an era when Dana Carvey was the host. I don't think he was a um, – up like on on SNL as a player at that time. I think he was hosting. Maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like that comes from like a Will the Will Ferrell era. Um, maybe not. You know what? I'll put a link in the show notes and we'll find out for real. Yeah, we'll um, get to the bottom of this. It's very important that we do, and it's also very important that we talk about some of these music vids, you guys. <laughs> I think we should, and we talked about Taylor Swift already a little bit. So should we talk about uh, her new her new tour video, squeezing the last little bits of uh, <laughs> all that juice? Uh, yeah, let's talk, about, <laughs> let's talk about squeezing out, squeezing that 1989 juice out. Um, and uh, this this music video for New Romantics, directed by Jonas Ackerlin. Uh, Man, it makes me feel like Taylor Swift is a terrible live performer. Does it? Am I? Am I like? Has what anyone seen her live? Has anyone seen her live? I have not. No, but I mean, she just she went was, on. Adam, you haven't seen her live, right? No, I'd, I'd like to. I, I don't think she'd put on a terrible performance. Though I this video is pretty lackluster, though. Yeah, like she like the mo like the big moments are just her like. Moving her head a little bit differently, like she it just is. She is not very exciting in this in this video. Maybe it's the song or whatever. Like there's a lot of excitement in the video, but none of it is. She's not the source of any of it. It's all around her. It's like huge stages and like thousands of dancers and like spinning her around on this like giant thing. But it's just like her in the middle, just like doing <laughs> like just super subtle dance moves or like and like but it like works. Like she just like puts her arm out differently and it and it drives anybody who's in the direction of that she just put her arms to death. And so like they just like literally die. So uh, you a lot know of death the, in this video. Yeah, it's really uh, sad. Um, but so, like, you know, the um, uh, like she's effective as a performer, but like she, I just I watch this and I'm like, she ain't doing shit. <laughs> she, she's not doing anything. Uh, and so I don't know. Uh, I was surpri- I'm surprised Adam Alexander that you haven't seen her live. No, I know I haven't. I just ordered 1989 on vinyl though, so uh, nice. yeah, F- fanboy. I heard New Romantics for the first time when watching this video. Well, now that's the weird thing that I was going to mention. So, the, uh, first of all, I don't know what you guys thought of the song New Romantics. Uh, Doug, maybe you can uh, weigh in on that, ha- having heard it for the first time. But this was a B-side, so this wasn't on the original release of 1989. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually a fairly strong song, like in the upper tier of some of the better songs on the album. And... I w- when I heard they were going to do a video, I was like, okay, maybe it'll get some attention now and, and, and you know, do a little bit of justice to the track. And then I read that it's a fucking tour video. And, yeah, so the terrible job of... That disappointed you? 
of shedding any spotlight on this track, yeah. so it's just going to vanish and everyone will forget that it was even a thing. Well, the reason I haven't heard um, is this song or any – I haven't heard any of 1989 except for what's in music videos because um, – I listen to all my music on Spotify. I, I did have title for a while, but Taylor Swift's not Kanye. So I'm not like jumping through hoops to listen to 1989 personally. That's just me. But um, was 1989 on title? Could I have listened to it there? I don't think so. I, I don't think I, it was on Apple Music. Taylor Swift's all in on Apple Music now, which is mm-hmm. crazy because if you remember, she's the one that um, called Apple Music out publicly in an open letter and they caved like, a few days after. I can't remember what the exact issue was, but she's now starring in commercials for Apple Music. Have you guys yeah, seen Yeah, right. right. They're, right. And they're, uh, I mean, I don't, do not like them. Um, but yeah, I think pretty You don't much like I, the commercials? I don't like the commercials, yeah. They're just, they're, and that may be my issue with, with and maybe that kind of goes into my issue with this video is that I love a good tour music video and tour documentary. I know you do. That's um, why, that's why I was, that's why I was excited to hear you talk about this. Well, and and so when I kind of strapped in to this this video at the beginning, beginning and realized it was a tour video, and you can kind of tell from the screenshot, but once I was like, oh, shit, this is a tour video by Jonas Ackerland, I was like, oh, here we go. And the, the a tour has an arc, right? I mean, it's it's the classic kind of spinal tap arc where in the beginning everything is, is, is big and exciting and everybody has a lot of energy, and then there has to be some sort of like obstacle right like the, a, a, a giant tour like the 1989 tour which was it was a long extremely huge tour remember every like night in a different city there'd be a different like person like Alanis Morissette would come on stage or Lenny Kravitz or whatever and we get all these articles and stuff like that it was it was a huge tour and we are essentially treated essentially treated to like absolutely no insight about that tour in this video um, there is no. no shot in this video whatsoever where Taylor Swift isn't on 100%. Even when she's rehearsing, she's goofing it up with the guy, you know, the dancers and, like, you know, being, uh, you know, being goofy or whatever. There's no... Yeah, there's no behind-the-scenes, really. No, there's no moment where where you kind of get the sense... Even if... It doesn't have to be, like, Taylor Swift in the field position crying in the corner. <laughs> she doesn't want to do another show. It could just be her kind of looking like, oh, fuck, like, I, like this is a big <laughs> undertaking. Yeah. Um, she and is even, the one he, person on this tour. She is the... She's the name... It's not a band. It's, it's the Taylor Swift tour, and there's absolutely no indication that it actually weighs on her at all. No, no. And maybe that's why I feel like she's not doing shit because I don't like that's part of it. It's just like she's just going out there like bat bat bat. This is me, and then that's it. Like it's not anything else. Like no stress, no pressure. It's just like yeah, it's crazy. There was like a, th- a sea of people out there, and I was like, whoa. Like that's basically. And and the the, the thing is, even the even the um, like that's meant to sound like maybe interview voiceover or something from Taylor Swift feels totally, totally scripted and staged as oh, well. absolutely, yeah. Like, just so, like, it's meant to sound like she's being interviewed. It's like, man, we'll talk about the 1989 tour. Like, can you believe it's over? Like, like talk about this, Taylor Swift. And then they just, like, got that interview footage. But instead, they just, like, scripted what the perfect thing... This sound, this is like a if a presidential candidate made a tour music video. <laughs> exactly, like this is, yeah. Like, that's what this feels like. And it got me thinking, like, at the end of it, I was like, well, wow, we, like, 
why kind of the question like why didn't we see any of that because there's always you know this is obviously a, 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 something that comes out of the Taylor Swift camp and it's it's just like a, actually you know like just like a political video it is it's calculated mm-hmm. and I kind of realized like we really never have seen anything really truly vulnerable from Taylor Swift she's really never allowed anybody into that side of her life which is in you know kind of a, a pretty big contrast to like you when you think of back to like the 80s and you know when madonna was at this point in her career we got the the you know the famous kind of tour documentary about you know her i can't remember what tour it was i think it was the anyway some some giant album tour just like this is and you got to kind of see like a little bit of like how that kind of weighs on a person and you know how that messes with who they are and 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 their life a little bit, and I think Madonna came out all the better for that. And what what I think Taylor Swift is kind of risking, and this is just like a very small piece. This did ten million in uh, more than a week, so it's not a huge runaway hit. But no. I think it's an indication that Taylor Swift is not really willing to let anybody into that side, and it's you know. For her to have a, the longevity that I think she is expecting, I think she's going to need to at some point. Um, she's going to need to. She can't put out another another 1989 where everything is great and at the end of the giant world, you know, huge tour, she's just like, "Oh, I'm sad. It's over." Like it's it's somebody's going to. We've already seen that, and we've already seen her at you know in the stage. We, we're going to need to see a little bit more at some point. Yeah, it's got to be reality because you can't really keep scripting stuff. You can't like script the whole life. Right. Like you can, you know, you can, uh, you can do this once and then you got to like, you know, she's got to peel the curtain back. That's kind of like the, the, the move that's left. I and think then you can be, of, then you can be you. I, I think we've seen some, uh, vulnerability, like possibly some real stuff in, in her older music, but yeah, it's definitely glossed over right now. And you're, I think you're right. We are going to have to start seeing some, some rawness and some real stuff eventually because yeah, yeah you're right we can't she can't do another 1989 at this point I don't and, think. and it's a huge contrast to somebody like adele who has like very publicly like gone through a lot of shit and like worn it on her sleeve and she's very honest in interviews and things and and you know when you hear taylor Swift speak you like doug like you said it sounds like it's really does sound like she's reading off a a, a script for like a like an American Express ad at the end of this. There's <laughs> yeah, there's right. no emotion, there's no anything. Um and man, like if 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 at the end of this it said like, "Hey, go watch the hour hour and a half long um documentary version of this." I'd be like, "Absolutely not," cuz there's nothing <laughs> in there. Like even like the hour long Katy Perry thing about the Super Bowl thing, like you saw how not that how that how that pressure weighed on her big time. Um and there wasn't, you know, she, Katy Perry could have easily said, okay, if you guys are going to release this, like, you got to make me look like I, I am uh, an absolute grace under pressure un, under any circumstances. And that's uh, that's probably what, I mean, you better believe that Jonas Ackerland has some, some footage somewhere where Taylor Swift is, is uh, you know, not at her, you know, most perfect best. And- maybe or maybe not. This music video is also not super comp. Like, it doesn't feel like it's a music video that sources like 
you know, 40 stops. It True, seems like yeah. it's one, it seems like it's one or two stops at most. Like it, all of the big wide shots seem like they're from, um, the same stadium. And then all of the performance stuff, it feels like it's from, you know, just, it's, it just feels like a couple of performances with a, with a bunch of cameras. And the most we ever get to see behind the stage is basically just practicing with their dancers. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't seem like he got like a lot of access. So yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I take that back. She, he probably doesn't really have anything that, that, uh, that juicy. Um, Mm-mm. so no, well, oh, well, here it is. It's, uh, However much of the YouTube bandwidth it takes to serve <laughs> up 10 million views. Well, <laughs> so we've talked about, uh, you know, one singular female star who's kind of doesn't have a lot of public vulnerability. And should we skip over to another female star who perhaps has the most let's of see. all? Yeah, a significant amount of public vulnerability. Let's do it. Um, and we're talking about a sexy video, you guys. We're talking about Needed Me by Rihanna, um, directed by Harmony Corinne. And I, I'm i going to step back on and talk about Harmony Corinne because I have to confess I've never seen a Harmony Corinne movie. And I know, Holy cow. I know Doug and Adam, you guys both uh, have, obviously. Yeah. That, I, can't, I can't tell which, like, what, what listeners are going to be like more appalled by, that you've never seen a Harmony Korine movie or that like we're like, yeah, I'm not really familiar with Prince music. Probably that one. <laughs> probably, probably that one. People are going to be like, what the fuck am I listening to? What have I subscribed to? These fucking assholes talk for 20 minutes about Prince and can name three of his songs. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, wow. You've never seen... Um, never seen Kids. Wow. Well, seen, kids- we were going to see Spring Breakers at by Southwest, but we saw something else. We saw that uh, Don Juan movie. Oh, well, that's a good movie. But uh, I, and you never, you never eventually saw Spring Breakers either. No, I've, I've, I've wanted to. I, and that's why I say I regret to admit, like, I, it's, it's not something I'm proud of. I'm not like, yeah, I don't, I don't know TV. Have you ever seen any of the harm, the old Harmony Corinne, Dave Letterman interviews? Uh, I think I saw one, but I, I don't. So well, those are all really good. He's like super young, mm-hmm. and. Those are probably, I think those are stage two. Um, but they have like a very, very like kind of sarcastic rapport with each other. Um, so, back- so being, you know, having seen Harmony Crin stuff and you saw that this video was directed by Harmony Crin, which was kind of like the headline. Um, what did you, you know, what did you think after, after seeing it? Did, did, you, did you watch it and were like, yeah, that's a Harmony Crin music video? Well, yeah, but I guess I, I have to be honest and, and, and say that when I see like a movie director like step step down into the music video world. I have low expectations for the most part. Um, we talked a little bit about the Spike Lee's Prince music video from 1992, and although it's super dated, um, it's just it's kind of crummy. Uh, it's a pretty crummy music video. And like even the more recent music videos that Spike Lee have direct, has directed, he did like a weird Eminem video not too long ago. A couple others. Um, you guys weren't big on the P.T. Anderson for um, oh, what's our. Yeah, for Joanna right. Newsom either. I, I liked it, but again, that's another example. I but guess. it's like not the same shit, right? Like those aren't like those aren't like P.T. Anderson movies, right? Like those are, it, you know, it's him being like, let's try this, uh, let's try this, like, <laughs> not, like I'm not gonna really, I'm not gonna really try. There's a music video. Uh, that's my P.T. Anderson impression because I've never. I'm heard liking him. the impressions. They're <laughs> really piling up. <laughs> I've never heard P.T. Anderson speak. Um, even though is P.T. Anderson the person who dropped? Um, Emily Kaibach. He is. 
But the thing is, he's like, oh, yeah, she's great, Oblivion. And this was, like, three years after Oblivion, and she had done, like, an Arcade Fire music video and stuff. It's just, like, I just feel like when you're making big, when you're fucking Spike Lee or Paul Thomas Anderson, you're, you don't watch a ton of music videos. And so I don't usually have high expectations for when a, a movie director comes to direct um, a music video. Because I also think they're not as crafty and they don't get a lot out of the budgets they get. Um, music video directors are probably like some of the most crafty people there are, uh, most crafty directors, filmmakers. And so, uh, and I don't think you know, big Hollywood directors have that anymore. They've kind of, they haven't stretched those muscles so much anymore. Maybe, maybe Spike Lee a little bit more because, um, um, but like, it's just, it's just a different world. And so, um, my expectations weren't super high. This is probably it. when I saw on paper that there was going to be a Harmony Corinne, like that, that Rihanna Harmony Corinne music video was coming. Um, this is this is a hundred. This is exactly what I ex- expect. <laughs> I, I I saw this video in my head when I read the title. And uh, I mean, th- we should say that not a lot happens. This is this is one of those music videos where you can explain kind of in one line. And spoiler alert: the ex- explanation for this video is Rihanna is in some sort of gang, walks into a strip club, and shoots a guy. Um, that's essentially the the action. Yeah. And it takes place. And it's very stylized. It's like stylized, like very, very, very much like spring breakers. Right. It, is it, does it take place in Miami? Is that Miami? I think it is. Um, and I think one of the, the lasting visuals of this will be the fact that uh, Rihanna's, and I'm kind of surprised this is on YouTube because there's a lot of boobs in this video. Um, Rihanna's kind of like in like a sheer nighty with a thong and you can very clearly see her entire body. Um, so this Which is not new, though. Really, she's yeah. It's the same thing is true for the um, second half of the work video. It was Same. not as clear as this in the work video. Well, though. I guess I don't. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, uh, I paid a lot of attention. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I don't. I like. I, um, I'm a big. Re- yeah, I'm a big. And, but like, even in the for me, video, it's like it, for me, it's just like a yes or no kind of thing. Uh, there's not a lot of mediums, mid, middle ground here. But either way, that's. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, for the for the the people who are really paying attention, like me. I mean, you can see kind of see Rihanna's nipples in the other video, but it needed me. You get the you get the full. That's a full deal. It's like she's basically nude in it, essentially. Well, she's Um, actually completely nude, except for covered in blood, in the "Bitch Better Have My Money" video at the end. True. Yeah, that's true. This is just like she just she's just. I mean, listen. There's it's there's there's nothing wrong with nudity in music videos. Like I don't think, and there's nothing wrong with like big famous uh, musicians showing being naked. Like I don't think it's super taboo. Um, I don't think it should be exclusively women. Let's get some dicks swinging around. I agree. Let's have like let's have fucking let's have fucking Nick Jonas's fucking dick and balls in the next music video he makes. Tim Erm. You're up. You he made the last one. Make this one. Fucking if I don't if I don't see Nick Jonas's dick and balls in the next Nick Jonas music video, I'm gonna be disappointed. I'm gonna start a, a move on dot org. I let's like so I would imagine like a call and like uh, Nick Jonas is like, uh, hey Tim, uh, I want to see a new I'm gonna do a new music video and I, I wasn't if you have any ideas. 
Is Nick Jonas British? No. <laughs> no, no, he's not. They're from like he's from like the yeah, like the Midwest or something. Um, anyway, for just awesome. sake of argument, for he's like, oh, I'll know some odd days, Tim. And then Tim's like, you know what? Oh, you gotta you gotta take your your cock out for this video for he real. Goes, Tim goes, just go listen to episode one ninety. <laughs> Of the, of the This Week in Music Videos podcast by IMVDB. And he doesn't give him the time code. He just says, listen to it. Listen to the whole episode. And uh, you'll see, you'll, uh, within there is our your music video idea. And then an hour and eight minutes later, he calls him, <laughs> he calls him back and he goes, you want me to put my dick and balls in a music video? No, sorry, sorry. An hour and eight minutes later, he calls him back and goes, you want me to put my dick and balls in a fucking music video? What are you, what are you mad? And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, um, Tim, who who is European, I think, uh, says, "Yeah, bro," um, like that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, bro, and uh, and then they do it, and it's just um, they call it helicoptering, mm-hmm. where you just um, you know. So nor- there's a song by Petey Pablo. North Carolina raise up, and it's about helicoptering. But Nick, but Nick Jonas would do it naked, right? Of course, yeah. Um, so. And I think that's going to be really important for you know, just society and progressive mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you know, Rihanna is still pushing forward progressive society because people yeah. kind of freaked out about this video a little bit. Um, yeah, those people are those people are dumb babies. <laughs> they freaked out kind of about the violence. And before when I, when I read on what? Twitter about how violent it was, I was like, "Oh, it's supposed to be really violent." But it's it's, it's really. I mean, it's not anywhere near no. the bitch. Better have my money video. No, it's not. It, like she shoots somebody, but it's like it's kind of boring. Yeah, and the it's blood like, they have is like really watery. It's almost end. like a fucking old western movie in terms of level of violence. It's like the movies where you would like shoot someone and they just like they go like. Ugh. <laughs> And they just <laughs> just fall fall over like a wooden balcony. Like that's the, the bullet like, ricochets off like ten things. Like the thing. Like when you would go to like when you'd go to like um, uh, MGM or, in Disney World, and it would be like this stunt show, uh, basically that level of violence and. Uh, um, just in terms of like violent level, it's definitely this video is way more sexually explicit than it is. Uh, violent. Yeah. But there's just nothing really happens in this video, which is my biggest... I mean, Rihanna looks great, obviously, and everything's... Like, the characters and everything... There's no characters, but the people look authentic, and it's interesting to, to look at. But it really is just... And, and and I'm not really embellishing it anymore by saying Rihanna goes... Gets a ride to a club and shoots somebody. It's really literally the only thing that happens. It's the thing, like, it's basically, like, if you don't know anything about, like, storytelling and, like, but, like basically the Bitch Better Have My Money video has all of these elements, um, but, but also, like, a, like a, a story. Right. So, and it's got some narrative depth um, and some twists and some unexpected and it's more moments. Su- yeah, it's more surprising. It's more provocative. There's more to it. There's more, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this is just, like, action. This is just, like, a... a a thing happens. It's got, it doesn't mean anything. And I really do think, like, Rihanna could have gone to, like, uh, I don't know. She could have gone to Best Buy and bought, it like, a Blu-ray player. And, you know, it, it, it could have been anything, really. I mean, it, it, I don't really know why she had to be part of this 
underground. There's really no payoff at the end for her. Like, I get as much payoff at the end of her shooting some guy that I have no connection with or idea of, um, or even what they, what they might even be mad at each other about, um, than I would for her, like, you know, paying for a Blu-ray player and bringing it home. It's just like, oh, well, there we go. That happened. It's- but truthfully, truthfully, this shit doesn't matter, right? It matters to us. It matters to people who care about the film element of music videos a lot. But for the people who share music videos on the internet and really drive like views to music videos, the thing that they were going to do to this music video is they were going to say, here are the 10 most sizzling gifts from the new Rihanna music video. And that was going to be the story of this music video. No, no matter what. Right. Right. It was going to say Harmony Corinne directs, um, you know, spring breakers and style music video. Here's the 10 must see gifts from the music video. That would have been the story no matter what. Um, and, and then like that, that's it. Like, like it, it wouldn't have mattered if there was narrative depth or not. Uh, it matters, it matters to us, but it doesn't matter to the people who share Rihanna's music videos. And, And maybe it doesn't matter to Rihanna. Like it's great that Rihanna is willing to push the envelope in a lot of different ways in her music videos that most, um, pop stars of her level aren't willing to do. And for that, like, it's great. And you really can't, you really can't ask for much more out of a pop star, but like, she, she probably doesn't care about like the, the, like, she, I wouldn't be surprised if, she, if Rihanna like isn't really, doesn't really care about the difference between this video and the bitch better have my money video because you can find a, here are the 10 best gifts from bitch better have my money out there too. So it doesn't really like, the nuances of that stuff matter to, to people like us, but it, it, I don't think it matters to the six million people who watch this video uh, for the most part. Um, but I will say, I think it probably matters to Harmony Corinne a little bit. I, I, I got to think. Um, my guess is, if I'm going to guess, the most likely scenario here is there's a, there's a, there's a story that, for whatever reason it might be, didn't have enough time to shoot. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of stories of Rihanna being, um, late to music videos a lot and missing days and, you know, um, and and directors retaliating and, and all sort, you know, and and then not showing up. And there's all sorts of kind of like stories and folklore around directing music videos for Rihanna sometimes. None that ever came from Megaforce who directed probably my favorite of her music videos. None from Melita Matsukis who's worked with her a ton, but there are kind of these stories out there. And so, you know, if you, again, if you hear that Rihanna was like, if there was more, more to this, that for whatever reason they didn't, they just didn't have time to shoot. Maybe that's, um, that would, that, that would be a possibility too. Um, but whether or not it's there, I think actually doesn't matter to the, in, in the, in the, in the larger scale of, of things, unfortunately. Just um, one thing that I want to add real quick, uh, Adam, you haven't seen spring breakers. So um, I think you should check out uh, kind of just as a reference for what I would have liked to have seen for this video and, and maybe what I was hoping or expecting. Um, Adam, you should look up the, uh, the Britney Spears scene from spring breakers. It's kind of a slow motion. They play the, the entire song. It starts off with James yeah. Franco uh, performing it on a piano and then it progresses into the actual Britney Spears track and it's a fucking cool scene. And I think I just, for whatever reason was hoping that I'd get something like that with this. And instead we kind of got this watered down, really safe 
um, version of uh, Spring Breakers. I, I will say though that 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 um, that Britney Spears moment in that film works way better with context than without. And while I know that 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 clip has gone viral on the internet on its own, detached from the film. I think a lot of that is because a lot of the people who watched it and saw it did have that context because they'd seen the film for the first time or had seen the film originally or, and then are revisiting that moment. Um, I think that moment definitely benefits from, from the additional context that exists in that film. Cause it's not like, you know, that's like a midpoint, but, it's um, true. um, you know, I, who knows, who knows, who knows what, what, what like caused this video to not have, and like have no narrative, but um, well, nobody, and I mean, fa- famously, Harmony, Harmony Corinne's stuff is is surprising and provocative and shocking and gross and upsetting and controversial. And this is like none of those things. And that's maybe right. where I was so disappointed. <laughs> and it also is a it makes a cultural statement and is is got um um just a ton of narrative depth. And each character that you encounter in the movie in in his films is. It has a tremendous amount beneath the surface and they are like these surface level characters that are very, very strong, but like you can also dig into all of them and you can't, there's, there's nothing to dig into here. He's great at style. Um, and that, and this video is great at style. Um, but right. he's also great at storytelling and, and, but this video is not. Agree to all points, boys. Man, can let's. We, can we agree that the Rihanna short haircut is sums up all around? Like it, I'm liking that, digging that. Sure. Yeah, I, I encourage it. Thanks. Let's talk about uh, YG and uh, Nipsey <laughs> Hussle. Doug, uh, so that was what your quote was. I mean, if anybody can spot where your quote was, I think your quote was "fuck Donald Trump," and it's, it is. Yeah. It is indeed from the the song called "Fuck Donald Trump." Yeah, song and music video, and it is a uh, world hipster exclusive. Right, uh, which is great. Up. Yeah, um, directed by uh, directed by Austin Simkins. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let me explain this video to you. It is, I believe it is in LA somewhere. I believe it's, it's one of those videos where it's a got bunch of guys in what they would call the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, everybody's kind of out in the streets and they're, and the song is called fuck Donald Trump. And they're just talking about how they don't like Donald Trump. Um, and <laughs> but it's I love that it doesn't have like a like I just love the things that they say about it and about him and about it's just like we want to fucking fight you bro we don't like you like it just like the the like depth is not a ton but it's still like it's it's very easy very easy to rally around I, it also starts out with them kind of kind of insinuating that he should be assassinated mm-hmm. um which and that's is, kind of part of the lyrics too. It's like I'm surprised these people haven't come at you yet. I'm surprised right. these people haven't come. You talk about the nation of Islam and how, yeah. Um, and it and you know it. This kind of stuff is 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 tough because like I don't like obviously like we're all progressive people on this podcast. I think Adam, even if you were a conservative in Canada, you'd probably be considered con- progressive in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, like I I don't like Donald Trump. And I I definitely agree with this message that uh, we should you know fuck Donald Trump, but it's for me this is kind of a bit of w- wasted air in terms of the the message because I think everybody's kind of on the same page in the yes yeah. well yes definitely definitely but for for me at least 
Um, well, first of all, it's not everybody. He's 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 going to win the Republican nomination. Well, everybody's and, on the page of where they where they stand. We know that no that yeah. that 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 a lot of different. You know, and I shouldn't say different like groups. We know that Donald Trump is polarizing, and what the two polar ends of the opinions are. Right, is that but, what you're saying? Yeah, but I'm also saying that this just kind of introduces like a lot of kind of difficult things. Like, yeah, it's funny to talk about like how the the um, you know they want Donald Trump to be killed, but we kind of don't do that in American politics. Like, that's that's there there are certain lines that that we don't cross and that's one mm-hmm. of them. Um, I would love to see this and, and looking at this, we are not surprised at all that, that somebody made a music video called fuck Donald Trump. I would be interested in if, if this was like fuck Bernie or fuck Hillary or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and, and then there were some reasons for that because that is a race where um, those two candidates have very, very different uh, support in the black and also Latino community and it would be really interesting to see a group kind of say, hey, hold on a second. You guys in the media don't speak for us. Uh, you can't just say all that Hillary Clinton is going to sweep, um, you know, the African-American vote or whatever. Like, here's how we really feel. This isn't really – but it is funny. I, I get it. It's also – it's well, first, yeah, it's very, very entertaining. But also – I think Donald Trump, in, in unlike at other American politicians, is breaking these same rules. Right? He is um, even like even like even Ted Cruz is like, buddy, take it easy. Right? <laughs> even fucking the dude who reads Green Eggs and Ham to try to like take healthcare away from people, just like a ridiculous caricature of a human in Ted Cruz, is like is like is it looks reasonable. Fox News looks reasonable um, when compared to Donald Trump. And so, um, you know, I, I do think the uh, a voice, you know, having voices out there that are going to like just out ridiculous this guy um, for, for me is a refreshing because I, you know, I just feel like, um, you know, not to get like super, super political because this isn't um, – you know, I, I don't want to. I want to try to keep it sur- as surface level as possible. Um, but like you know, a lot of the criticisms of the media coverage of Donald Trump is that like people kind of just like let him, like or you know, they're just like giving him a platform and not really ho- ho- holding him accountable for the things he's saying and doing. Um, and so I think you know, having a la- you know a loud aggressive, um, um, but also kind of tongue in cheek counter voice to that kind of hatred is, 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 a, is healthy to, to a degree. Um, you know, I don't think, uh, anybody takes this like actually serious, you know, Donald Trump and, and lots of presidential candidates get secret service detail, um, you, like during the election. And I don't think YG and, and Nipsey Hussle really like, are, are now like on on the Secret Service radar any more than they they would have been without this song, and and which is probably zero. Um, so you know this isn't like a, a like a credible threat or anything like that. So I do think that there is a um, there is some space for this stuff uh, to to a level, and and this is kind of this is at a tolerable level at least for for me. Yeah, and it, it's it kind of illustrates how rap. And hip hop in general gets it. It really does 
exist as a kind of a free space in culture and in entertainment to kind of always say, whoa, whoa, this is art. And when it's as close to real life as, as possible. I mean, this video is really just going out in the streets and, and filming people with signs. It, it, I mean, if you turned it into, you know, color footage and, and made it look a little more newsy, it could look just like a kind of like news coverage of some people protesting. Um, but it also has that artistic license on top of it, which allows it to kind of exist in this kind of weird space, which is why Killer Mike can, you know, go on CNN and talk about, um, you know, serious political matters and also talk about, you know, like... Uh, Digging your mouth all day. Yeah, or yeah, or you know, or or like you know, rising up and and murdering you know police officers and things right. like that in his songs. Right. It, yes, it's, it we Water. and I think that's important to allow, allow that in a way to to be able to let you know maybe you call it a contradiction, maybe you not don't, but we need that space for art to exist to be mm-hmm. able to not really have to hold people accountable in in a in a purely logical way and say well you know you you, you know you you can't really say this cuz you said this in in your thing and i think a lot of people get really especially when they talk about rap and, and politics kind of fall into that hole of being like well he said this and it looks kind of real so it must be yeah a, a, like a real like literal statement um so people, like the type of yeah. people who like automatically dismiss killer mike because the word killer is in his name right. um or the same thing about that guy we talked about last week who like you know, dug for the one song where Chance the Rapper is being misogynistic or something and, and like, tries to put put that up of, like, you know, Chicago White Sox, you can't touch, you shouldn't touch Chance the Rapper because he's a gangster rapper. Look at this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, um, it does, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think that there you can allow for some, like you say, some separation and some, like, the the ability to to have it be treated as art and not to you know like like take these as like actual d- death threats to a pre- to a presidential candidate. And I also like how this video opens. We haven't talked about the fact this video opens with forty eight seconds of just text. <laughs> yeah, right. But I, I, I did you read it? I I mean it's 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 confusing. Um, yeah, I was a little confused by it too. Adam, did you read the text in the beginning? Did it make any sense to you? <laughs> I did read the text and no. Yeah, it's 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 just basically kind of gibberish to me. Um, I uh, but I did I did find like, um, like it wasn't just fun. Like I found some of the photography and stuff in this video to be interesting to look at, and um, and I also think that there is some reality here. This wasn't like. Um, get a bunch of people together and have them pretend to be mad at Donald Trump. I think that it was, I think that this very easily like is, is as much as um, could, like these people probably actually fucking feel the way that they do and, and, and actually agree with the message of the song too. This is, this is a true, like this is actually like a group of people assembling over like for a political purpose as well as a music video shoot, which I think is very interesting too. And we were like waiting for, um, more, more, you know, music video related stuff to happen in, um, with this election cycle. And we got it, you know, we've got it in the last few. Um, and, uh, and, and, and we've got a few things that like weird Ted Cruz or excuse me, the weird Mike Huckabee music video (laughs) where he's he's talking about pizza ranch and shit. But then, um, uh, you know, if you remember there was like the Obama girl, you know, in in 2008 and that kind of stuff. Girls. 
Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, there's a history of this stuff, and it's very interesting. And I don't know how much actual impact it has on an election, but, um, you know, the... How much? Uh, I don't know how much actual impact any kind of political videos do or don't have, and um, you know. Well, yeah. So, so this is interesting for you know in a purely political arena that this is you know it's very obviously like the black community in the in the first part of this video um, talking. I like how they also say like one of the first things they. Uh, say that I love white people, which is kind of like hello. Yeah, no, I love white people, but I hate you. Yeah, it's, and um, I know it is awesome as the first line because you're like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this, and then it's like I love people, what love white people, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm now I'm I'm part of this. Yeah, um, right. But it is funny that like out of all the groups that Donald Trump has like specifically called out, like very famously called out. Um, Mexicans as rapists very uh, famously called out um, Muslims as needing to be literally banned from the country Um, he hasn't like there is no like famous like this like uh, message to the black community it's so it's sort of implicit so we we don't right. get like well, the mexicans come into the video in like halfway through but this is this is very much from the black community well well you have seen things like um like like black people being kicked out of trump rallies right, yeah. for just no reason like not even protesting not even anything it's just like you guys, you guys are, you guys got to go. And they're like, we're just sitting here. And it's like, yeah, you guys got to go. Like, there's all sorts of stories like that coming out. And also like, you know, he's just cause he hasn't said the shit yet. You know, there was a time where he hadn't singled out Muslim Americans yet either. Um, and, uh, and, and just finally got around to it. So, you know, who, who, who knows when, what that, what's going to come next out of that dude. He's definitely a shoot from the hip kind of guy. And so, you know, if he, if, if given the opportunity and he also dog whistles it a bunch. Oh, where, yeah. when, that's, that's what I'm saying. This, this is all dog whistled. Yeah. When he's like, you know, when he's like, uh, um, when he when, when he does talk about you know when um when he's being protested by um by black people he would be like you know in the in the past you know they get beat up or you know the, uh, you know we need to take our country back from these type of people you know it's all that all that dog whistle stuff so um yeah anyway this is a uh, this video is, this video is very welcome. I, this song has been around for a while. It has creeped through into um, into Vine. I don't know if anyone twerked to it or uh, or or made some full memes out of it yet. But uh, it definitely had been on Vine for a few days now, and I was really excited to see a music video. And honestly, the fact that this was a World Star Hip Hop exclusive that's that seemed that actually seemed very appropriate. So <laughs> I love those World Star Hip Hop exclusives. Well, at least they use YouTube. They do. Remember, do they still have their own player where they just Yo, say it they, has like an insane amount of views that are literally they, impossible to have? They, they absolutely still do that, but you know, it's, at least it's YouTube too. Yeah. So thanks, thanks, cool. World Sorry, Hip Hop for getting on the YouTube train. Um, well, you guys, I think we, I think we did it. Um, um, what well, should we? Uh, do you want to talk about this Killer Mike video with the the bugs? Whoa, 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 uh, run the jewels, run the yeah. Jewels. Let's yeah. let's squeeze it in since we since we you know talked about Killer Mike briefly. Sure. 
Um, let's squeeze this guy on in. Uh, so love again is um, um, love your site. Uh, lo- uh, love again is a song by Run the Jewels featuring Gangsta Boo. Um, that is, you know, and it, one of the most, uh, you know, hit, uh, there are plenty of graphic hip hop songs sex. that talk that talk song. about sex, uh, but this is very, very, very graphic and explicit, and in 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 half tongue in cheek kind of way, but also like. Still pretty graphic. And so, like, you know, the music video for it um, is, is either got to go like it's 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 a tough to make a music video for this song, because if you're going to try to match the level of it, uh, sexual explicitness, like it's a music video that you just can't certainly couldn't put it on YouTube. I know Rihanna is pushing the envelope a little bit, but if you try to recreate the stuff that they're talking about in this song with people, even if it's animated, uh you just can't do it. So what 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 did Ninny and Doff do instead? Is uh, he he uh, showed fertilization in a different way, and uh, mainly with bees and uh, and flowers. Um, but it's it's just like fucking seems it, it like just seems like a bee's fucking this flower is basically what's going on in this video. But it's like. Uh, you know, it's it's edited and styled um, and presented in a way that still very much feels like a rap video. Um, and it just was like super funny and entertaining and such a creative idea from Ninian. Yeah, I, I'm really curious to see if they shot this or took this footage because it, it is insanely close footage. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, and it, I think this is 4K footage that they probably shot and that all of the zooms and stuff are are like post zooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it sort of starts out very um, kind of straight nature-ish, although there's like a lot of shaking, but I like at the end, the end, you know, a lot of these relationships in the, the, the like the insect relationships are kind of predatory. Like we get Venus flytraps at the end, um, and uh, the Venus flytrap is like smoking weed at the end of the video. Which yeah, is, it's a great thing. Funny. Yeah, um, and and I was I was wondering like, oh, is Ninian Doff gonna like keep this pretty straight throughout it, and and kind of not add any sort of. Uh, out of, you know, out of context elements, but I like how he, he kept it toward the end. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, but even that stuff. Like, do you think this was all practical for the most part, or there's definitely some color stuff happening? Yeah, yeah, color stuff. But do you think the mouth and stuff like that? They just actually got a uh, like, just did all that stuff in the edit with the <laughs> where the Venus tra- flytrap looks like it's singing the the gangsta boot lyrics and stuff. Oh man, I have no clue. Yeah, it I feels really. It feels really. Real, like natural, like it's super stylish, but it feels like there's no element of it where it's like, oh, there's the VFX part, right? Um, And there's There's oh, sorry, go ahead, Adam. I was just gonna say that there's actually a lot of ways uh, to make this track a music video the wrong way. So I I think they did a really awesome job with this because this could be handled all kinds of different ways. Like you said, Doug, uh, I think the go-to would be animated, but I don't know. I think this was so much cooler than what that would have been like. Yeah. Could be uh, done Nick Jonas style. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Swinging dicks. Uh, that'd have been, <laughs> that'd have been good. That'd have been fine. Uh, but yeah, this is such a, I mean, this song is so graphic that you still like, 
can't you couldn't play this music video for anybody who is not over 18 but uh you know they did it in a way where the footage is still you know technically anybody could watch this footage and and according to the censor you know you could you could show this stuff in an elementary school you could put it on in the in like the lobby of a nice hotel even oh yeah totally yeah totally i like when there's something on in the hotel it's not just the news yeah my um my family is in town i should suggest to the hotel that they're staying at to put this video on as long as it's on mute do they have something else on in on i haven't gone there i'll check so which just reminds me that in the um mgm grand in las vegas they're they're playing they have giant screen tvs everywhere in the lobby it's a huge lobby and they're playing music videos so maybe they would play this yeah totally um the MGM Grand, they love the Run the Jewels. One of the last places to see music videos on a big screen is while you're checking into the MGM Grand. So. Right. Well, yeah, as you're, as you're ready to be like, uh, why am I in Las Vegas right now? That's you, true. You get to at least watch some music videos. Do you, do, you have, do you not like Las Vegas? No, it's the one city I hate more than, man, uh, more than New York City. Oh, man, I loved it. I thought it was great. Although our hotel room was... It was very nice, but it was designed by a crazy person um, because everything was glass and like even the the door to the like the, the like the bathroom. Yeah, um, it was just I'm like who who fucking thought this was a great. It's thing. because they're like oh fucking Vegas, everything's sexy. Even like yeah. watching the person you're in the room with shit, like this <laughs> is sexy. Uh, but yeah, though so that's the thing about Vegas. All the hotel rooms are super nice because they know they're gonna get your money other ways. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, you can see you sleep in a nice bed as you just like pump money into a box <laughs> for, that just like blinks lights at you. Luckily, uh, I hate gambling, so yeah. sucks for you, Vegas. Uh, do you hate? Uh, but you love smoke indoors. That's right. I love people blowing smoke on my face. I love. <laughs> I love everything being way too busy to even walk. Yeah. It's right. just it's it's my it's my place. It's my people. You have a giant, um, like three foot long frozen alcoholic beverages, um, all that stuff. Oh boy, I bachelorette know. parties. Oh, for sure, tons of those. Blue man group. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, I, I'm not that big on the shows, but you know, I just kind of like walking around. Okay, um, that's fine. Walking so, around, poke, bumping into people, <laughs> bumping into people on purpose. That's right. Yeah, I love doing that. And then they spill all their stuff everywhere. I'm like, you know what? I'm not sorry. Um, so should have been holding that stack of things. Yeah, should have been had a better grip on that, sir. Let this be a lesson to you, and I leave. Yeah. Um, Go back to the Midwest. <laughs> so I think we're I think we're all good here, you guys. Yeah, we did it. Um, so if you want to see these videos, oh man, just go to this is episode one ninety. Go to imvdb.com slash podcast. Find episode one ninety. Um, and uh, if you want other podcasts to listen to. Go check out the Vimeo podcast, Doug. I believe that you have what is it, the next episode coming out? It is with Mr. It's, Andrew Thomas Wang. It is uh, Andrew Thomas Wang on Monday. We've got an episode coming out. It's a really good one. We we'll talk about some of the Bjork music videos that he directed, including the Stone Milker three hundred and sixty music video and the Black Lake two screen experience. Nice. Um, both, um, and if you want to hear about more of that stuff right now, before the Vimeo podcast comes out, you go to our comment to director commentary section. Um, and which is got which about, we're about to get some really great director commentaries coming through. So look out below. 
Um, also, <laughs> this is new news to both of you guys, I'm sure. Uh, my wife has started a podcast. Uh, no, I knew that. Did you know, really? How'd you know that? I subscribe. Uh, no, you told me. Oh, I did. I? Yeah, um, it's called Talking Topics with mm-hmm. uh, Michelle and Lisa, and it's um, you might want to hold off right now because the 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 episodes are not really compressed, so they're like 120 megabytes. But um, once we get that, once they get that figured out, I'm not really. I, I even I had to search for it. I was not told where it is. I was just told that it exists. So, mm. um, Adam, do you have any podcasts that your friends or family are doing? Uh, I, I will. I have a podcast that I've been working on. We're having a hard time with uh, getting equipment and uh, getting schedules to match up. But well, I'll eventually have a, a regular monthly podcast for Fringe Music Fix. Mm. Then we get to, then we get all sorts of ancillary stuff. So we'll see you guys next week.